0: Hi everyone, this is Nicole and this voice is Anna and we are simply two friends who try to hit a record button in the midst of everything that the Lord is teaching us.
1: Welcome to our podcast celebrating taste buds and urine. It came from the valley of the shadow of death, literally for me and emotionally for Anna. Um, As we walk through it, we are learning how to choose life. Yeah, we named it um, Celebrating Taste Buds in Urine. Um, the name actually came very easily, but it just took us a while to approve it. Um, yeah, just seeing God in the little things like honest taste buds and me being able to use the bathroom. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, I mean, sometimes we expect God to show up, at least for me personally, in the big things, in... Um, I will go to him for, you know, the big prayers, the, the big stuff. But sometimes I forget that he, um, is right there in those tiny details, the things that seem to function normally, um, like taste buds or urine. Um, but honestly, sometimes we neglect to see him in that. And so I feel like through this podcast, we're learning just how to see him in the little things and what he's teaching us through the little things. Mm hmm. Yeah,
0: um, I really liked that idea um, when we had a conversation with you that you brought up about... the um, just taking care of ourselves because a lot of things came out from just us um, not tending to our bodies the way we were supposed to, not um, choosing life where we were supposed to. And I know that um, you've mentioned about the Holy Spirit and us knowing if the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, what kind of treasure it is to know whom we host. Mm. And can you share more
1: about that? Yeah. Um, So I am not honestly very good at it. I was, um, you know, struggling with migraines in the moment and you know I called you and was just like I keep getting a migraine and then I'm realizing I'm not eating until afternoon and I haven't had anything but coffee to drink and I forgot my vitamins or whatever and um you were praying over me and I just felt like the Lord was like if you claim that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit like how would you host the temple of the Holy spirit. Like mm. I think about, you know, my home. And if the Lord was like, I'm coming to your house today, I would clean vacuum. Like yeah. it would smell so fresh and clean. And also I would buy the best food and lay it out plenty to eat from and just, you know, water and good drink. And of course that's how I would be. And the Lord is like, well, that is what I do every single day with you, I reside in your body. Why wouldn't you want to treat it nicely? Why wouldn't you um, want to have some sort of self-care and self-love? And I feel like in our society, that's kind mm-hmm. of, it feels icky. It's like this, you know, maybe a good thing that has taken a, um, a very selfish approach and, or on the flip side of it, self loathing. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like we've polarized it in America here.
0: And uh, what the Lord has been teaching me um, about was that there is a difference between self love and being selfish versus self loathe and being selfless. And um, I feel like we, we need to talk about that a little bit more too reshape it and to gain more clarity about what it actually means and what the Bible says about it, too, and just um, how, as children of God, first of all, we not just, you know, are you know, outgoing and this, you know, image, selfless image and like give out your life. But also how do we approach that self-loving context in, Mm. in the society that says, you know, self-loving means being just all about you. Yes. So, and, um, I am the one who, is on the negative spectrum of that polar um, scale, I am very prone to self-loathing. And um, self-loathing, as you brought up, can be actually a very selfish thing. Yeah. (laughs) And um, it's so... um, just so tempting and so trapping when you just think that the the biggest, the selfless thing you can do is just throw yourself off mm-hmm. and just, you know, leave yourself aside and, and do multiple million other things for everyone else except for myself. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel the same way, like, with self-loathing and just seeing, like, how I don't measure up and how, you know, all of these things, um, <clears throat> like the Lord did not create me to, um, throw me to the side. And, you know, sometimes like I have realized in my self-loathing that, you know, I'm like, I'm not as good as so-and-so and somebody's better to do this podcast than me. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody has more wisdom and his knows their Bible better than me. And, um, you know, so I, like I, I can get into this self-loathing thing and, almost because I want to be God in my own life. Mm-hmm. I want to do it on my own and um, be able to carry it on my own. And so I'm actually taking my eyes off of the Lord and what he's wanting for me, what he's called me to, because I'm looking at my own inadequacies. Um, and, you know, I feel like this selfish, I mean, I'm sorry, self-loathing versus um, being selfless like selfless is actually knowing that God is the Lord of your life mm-hmm. and um, it is not a cast down thing um, this like I'm just gonna rot and who cares about me and you know the Lord does care about me he does Um But he cares about me because of his character and not because of who I am and how great I am, Um, which honestly frees me from feeling like, well, I'm having a really crappy day. I'm not, you know, the best version of me today. Um, Or, you know, I woke up late. I'm not this. I'm not that. The Lord's like, I love you because of my character. So you can step into what I've called you to because – I'm going to be with you. I'm going to equip you. And God did not create junk. Amen. (laughs) That's a mic drop.
0: (laughs) So, um, self phone. For me, as I'm learning more about it and I'm breaking free from it, I see a lot of That's about how I do not fit into anybody else that got created that is not me. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the other spectrum, it's like how I'm settling into what I've never meant, I've been never meant to be. Like, I've never meant to, for example, with my back, I've never meant to have a hump on my back. So am I going to just settle and be like, oh, this is forever going to be like this. I'm just going to be fine. I'm just going to bend as I age and, you know, until I'm going to be touching my toes with my nose. And I'm just going to be fine, you know. But that's not self-love that's self loathing thing because I'm settling into what God has never had for me mm. the Lord has always had for me you know you are beautiful I've created you I did not create junk right. I've created your beautiful spine and I made, meant for it to be straight so you know what happened in the sinful world where genetics have been so corrupted where because if your grandma your your back now is the way it is mm. are you gonna you know cling to me and receive the help of the Lord and reverse back to that glorious image that I always had for you? Or are you going to just settle in it and only get worse? Wow. And I know that so many other people are settling into other things, whether it's like weight gain, weight loss, or um, just a personality kind of issue. Oh, I'm, I've just always been mean, it's just me, you know, or mm. I've always been just this sarcastic and skeptical. It's just me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just me. It's this excuse that, um, Re, re, uh, makes us refuse the Holy Spirit producing the fruits. Yeah, like we were never meant to be mean. We were never meant to be having this black humor. But we were meant to be joyful and um, peaceful and generous and kind and all the fruits of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit births inside of us. Mm. So that's for me. Um, just. A, an in, indicator of when I am breaking from just fixing my eyes, my posture on me, 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 either how great I am or how horrible I am. And I feel like how great I am, it's like, it's already far back. Like it's almost... No one really does it much of like, I'm so good. I'm so good. I feel like the plague of womanhood now is like, I'm so bad. (laughs) Mm. I'm so bad. Mm. But it's still me, 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 me. Um, And that does not help us to
1: break free. That's right. That's good. That's so good. Um, Your friend brought up a a verse in the Bible that... um, I feel like you should share. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, my great friend, Amanda, (laughs) uh, brought up this verse, ironically, right after Nicole and I were talking about, um, we had that conversation about just how, how do you take care about yourself with not just like... Being, you know, having the world evolving around you, mm. uh, revolving. <laughs> I do. Yes, That's yes no, that right. word. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but um, instead, allowing your body to be this functional temple of the Holy Spirit and. So she read it's in First Corinthians uh, chapter six in uh, verse nineteen. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with um, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Mm. And she asked, so how can we glorify God in our bodies? And um, what first for me popped up in my mind, like with this mission mentality, what I've been just thought um taught through the years and fed through the years is this like you know you just lay down your life you bring glory to God when you just you know completely lay down your life and um, you die for Christ like you slave 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 yourself and then you just die Mm -hmm. and that's how you glorify God in your body like slave your body out uh, just exhaust your body and that's how you bring glory to Christ and I know that a lot of, um, even now this church culture mentality, um, brings up the idea of, you know, where Paul says we've been crucified daily for you all. And no one refers to the, the, like the time change and the generation change and where Paul and um, other apostles were building the foundation of the church and we are now it's like the fine-tuning preparation of the bride Mm. and it's so different but yet so significant in both situations Mm. and we as Christians are just prone to thinking how, you know, we need to slave our body into this world under the banner of Jesus, but also like almost thrusting ourselves on the spear, Mm -hmm. or whether it's literally, you know, I'm gonna just, I'm not gonna take care of my life, I'm just gonna go to this extremely dangerous place, and I'm gonna just, you know, um, say, hey, Jesus loves you, and then, boom, like, whatever happens to me which in some case, if it's like the revelation from God, God tells you go to this place and do this thing and then see what's happening. And then boom, this entire tribe, you know, receives Jesus as their savior. And this huge revival happens and spirit, spirit falls and all of these beautiful things. Then yes, this is, of course, this is the moment. Mm -hmm. But, um, how my husband puts it, um, that, uh, our life is like our trump card, mm. and we can use it only once. And if we are to use it, let it be like fireworks, like let it let us go out beautifully, and let Christ get immeasurable, immeasurable glory because otherwise it's not going to be good. Mm. It's not going to be worth it. Um, Like Stephen style, you know? Yeah. So, uh, for some reason, we just have this undertone of, well, Christ died for us, but in that scenario, Christ did not commit suicide. Mm. Christ did what the father was telling him to do. And, Christ took on all our sins and he took the weight of the world. We cannot do that. Mm. It's already been done. So we were never meant to do something what has already been done that we were
1: never, um, had to do anymore. That's right. Yeah, I, um, I feel like Jesus finished that work on the cross for us to be, um, this like self-sacrificing um like like you said Jesus didn't commit suicide but like this um like the the work of Jesus has already been done done for us um our ten, my tendency is to then become a slave to work instead mm-hmm. of a slave to the lord yeah so and good. so When I, you know, like the, the fate of this world does not lie on my shoulders. It died at the cross of Jesus Christ. And that is something that took me a while to, not that I, I mean, who am I to think that I would even be able to save the world? Like, that's ridiculous. But, um, you know, it's like, I have taken on the, your body is a uh, living sacrifice and It should bring glory to God. And I kind of always viewed that as like you wear yourself out like a rag and then wring it out and wear it out some more until that thing disintegrates and wear yourself down so hard. And that kind of selfless quote, selfless, um, living and exhausting yourself, um, that's godly. That's what he wants from me. And I feel like what was happening was I was so focused on the work and what I was doing for Mm -hmm. the Lord that I was actually not being a slave to him, but being a slave to, to, to working. And, um, I don't want that to be taken out of context that we don't have to, that the Lord isn't calling us to work, Mm -hmm. um, and do things for him. But like my idea was just like, I, there was no, somebody was like, there's a meal that needs to be provided. This person needs, you know, donations. This person, we need people to help on a Saturday. We, you know, whatever it was at the church or somebody was asking, I it was like yeah, I ha- yes, the Lord's going to want me to say yes to this. To, yes, 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 to the point of exhausting myself. Um, and I do believe sacrifice comes with a cost. Like we know that that is what it means to sacrifice. Um, so I was thinking that what I was doing was right and was righteous and was pleasing into the Lord's eyes. And the truth was apart from Christ, like when I'm just trying to do and do and do and do, um, I was trying to buy Um, like my, my sacrifice was a bondage and a slavery that I was trying to buy my salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, when the Lord was like, I just want you, I want your heart and, and I want to be the one that leads you. I want you to allow my leading. And so that is still a giant sacrifice because what he's calling me to when I'm with him, when I'm communing with him is far beyond just giving somebody a meal and and sacrifice and being tired at the end of the day. Um, sometimes what the Lord is asking me to do is tiring emotionally and spiritually and physically tiring. Um, but he is filling me up as I'm doing it. So it is not the same. I do not feel like a used dish rag that has been wrung out Mm. so many times that's starting to smell rotten that you're like, just toss it. Um, No, I feel, um, like a tree planted by streams Mm -hmm. that that tree is not like as it's bearing fruit. I mean, it's not screaming in pain, bearing fruit. It is not an exhausted tree. It's a filled up tree that's nourished Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, those roots deepen and dig in and reach for the water. Um, but so like it's not based on circumstances and how much is needed. I don't have to feel so burdened just because there's a need out there. Mm-hmm. I'm listening for the Lord. Is this something you're calling me to, or is this something that's going to make me feel like a better Christian by doing? Yeah. And so, um, being a slave to the Lord is an honor mm-hmm. and it is not, It's hard to even use that word with the connotation it has Mm -hmm. for people nowadays um, because we see such a corrupt side of that and what we humans have done with that word. But being, um, you know, a slave for the Lord doesn't just, I mean, not everybody is called to be a martyr. Mm. You know, it's like we're just called to be listeners and obeyers of the lord what he's leading it's a, like a very sweet belonging that's what it is it really is
0: i really like that um Image of just you know, slave is the one who belongs for a lifetime to mm. someone, so we belong for a lifetime, we belong for eternity to Jesus. Yeah, and in that, it's like we've been elevated where we prostrate ourselves low, but He lifts us up as, like, well, you're no longer a slave, mm. you're my bride. Mm. It's this beautiful redemption and so much grace. Like, I see so much grace just in even this idea of, um, us serving the Lord, um, and loving, trying to love what we've been given. Yeah. Um, and it just gives me an image of God as being a great recycler Where you know, God doesn't have a landfill. Mm, that's good. He does not toss away his servants like, okay, you've served the Time frame. You've served the purpose. Now it's like let's put you up on the landfill where the ravens are gonna pack you up. So um, for me, I just even in the story with Elijah, where the Lord was like, you know, you, you know, just call into the sky and you know. The there's gonna be the drought, and then you know Jezebel is chasing him, and he goes in just and hides himself. And even in that, with Elijah being so exhausted, he was doing what the Lord was telling him to do, and then he was going to this place where the Lord told him to be. The Lord brought him everything. Mm -hmm. You know, he fed him Mm -hmm. through this meat that came and then through um, just the water he was by the river Mm -hmm. and he nourished his body and even when Jesus was in the desert and for 40 days he was not eating, not drinking was exhausted and then the devil was tempting him but right after that the angels came Mm -hmm. and they ministered to Jesus and they were strengthening Jesus so for me this is a beautiful idea of God is not mean he is not a mean master mm. He will never put you into the trash can but instead he will love you you mm. know and he will restore you and he will he will restore you up to the point where you're better than you were ever just stepped into the relationship with God into that submission into that yield to
1: God that's so good I when I've Somebody changed the perspective for me with Jesus being tempted in the garden after the 40 days. And just like, if you spent 40 days, I know fasting, we think of the physical. So like no food, like, oh my goodness, your body would be weak. But his spirit was with the Lord that whole time. Like 40 straight days of just Mm -hmm. communion with his father that he was able to like resist the devil. And so like just staying in that posture of like, He, you know, self, selflessly pushed aside food, but was so filled up in his spirit Mm. that he was able to resist the devil. None of that was tempting. Yeah. Like, I went without food and I spent, like, God was enough for me. The Father was enough for me for 40 days that I'm able to say nothing you offer me is in comparison with what happened for that 40 days. So... Just the encouragement of like, if I am in communion with the Lord and setting aside my personal way that I want to go about my day, um, even if it's, oh, I'm sacrificing for a neighbor or for a friend, but like, is that bringing me glory? Is that why I want to do that? Is that why I'm tempted to to like self-sacrifice? Because look at how good it makes me look. Or is that what God has called me to do? And um, so for, for me, like, just when I'm um, like, okay, Lord, what do you have for me today? Like, what is it? What um, are you speaking to me? What are you teaching me? Many times it starts with the posture of repentance mm-hmm. and Not like knowing that I have things that the Lord is still working on me and teaching me and that I do not understand. Um, And from that posture, he's pouring in. And so I know it's not about me. I didn't take off to get started with the day um, and did all the right steps. You know, got my water, got my this, that, whatever. And like my to-do list and here I go. Maybe sometimes those kinds of days will make me feel really good about myself, but some of the days where it's like the Lord is like, I um, I want you to pour out yourself and, and let me fill you. Um, yes, I'm still needing to drink my water and eat right and get my vitamins in um, because my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, but... A lot of times it sets off my, I didn't get the laundry. I needed to get done today. And so, yes, if somebody was to come to my house, my floors currently need to be mopped and um, I don't have it all together. But that communion with the Lord lifts the burden of who my expectation of myself right off my back. Like I don't have to be who I think I should be what makes me, I don't have to self loathe because my expectations are for myself are to be a servant to the Lord and a a slave to the Lord spiritually and emotionally. And that just, that does not mean that I have a perfectly run house. So I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'm really not there yet. I've spent this morning, you know, crying and like, Hmm. Lord, what is it? Like, What are you trying to show me? And I spent time self-loathing. Like, maybe it's me. Maybe I just don't fit in. Maybe it's this or that. But I feel like the Lord is like, I want to teach you because I have something better for you than Mm -hmm. to wear this burden of who you expect yourself to be. And there's so much more freedom in what he has for me than what I have for myself. And that's when the self-love comes in. Like, he loves me. I can love me right where I'm at. I don't have to love the five-year version of myself. Like, me in five years when I got these things together and I'm better at this and I'm more organized. And that's when I can love myself. When I get to a place where, you know, whatever, I can love myself more. And no, he's like, I love you. I love you now. I love you in what I'm teaching you. And you can take the expectation of who you thought you'd be Mm. in this moment right out the window. So So good.
0: (laughs) I forgot what I was going to say. You wrapped it up really beautifully. (laughs) On this note...
1: (laughs) this episode. (laughs) It was good, though. I just wanted to like, I mean, it is, it can be discouraging to be like, I'm not doing this or that. Right, 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 right. You know, but like choosing life and choosing to love yourself and see yourself the way God sees you is, there's just so much freedom in that. Yeah. And
0: I think what just, as you were saying that, what I'm seeing is um, love your neighbor as you love yourself Mm -hmm. once you cannot love someone if you don't have the model of that like if you do not do not love yourself how can can you love someone as you love yourself Mm -hmm. just like you love yourself you can't because you don't have that so once we learn what it means to Love myself in a perspective of how the Lord wants me to do that. And then I'm able to to have this, un- not unconditional, I don't know, to have love in general, to love period for humanity. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm a part of humanity. And if I, when in myself flows, then what am I giving to people around
1: me? Right. Well, I also see that in, this, in the eyes of judgment. Mm-hmm. Like if I am so hard on myself and have these blown expectations of myself, and I'm judging myself. I am judging yeah. everybody around me, and or vice versa. Like if I'm judging somebody, then I put that judgment on myself. It flashes. So it's yeah. And so, judge your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And I want to change that word to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. That's good. Okay. Well, thank you. Yes. Yes. Thanks for joining us on podcast number four. Well, it's really- I don't know. <laughs>